Welcome to Wine and Wisdom Podcast. I'm Dee Owen. Make sure you're following us on social media. You can follow our Instagram at wine underscore wisdom podcast and our Facebook at wine and symbol wisdom podcast. I'm super excited for today's show um, and our guest and what we're going to talk about today. So without further ado, please welcome Krista to the show. Um, she is a business coach, um, a professional organize, organize, organizer. Jeez. <laughs> I haven't had any wine today either yet. <laughs> <laughs> a professional are you sure oh, right <laughs> i swear i swear i got my wine glass but i just put water in it but uh crystal jones is a business coach a professional organizer and owner of rose city organizing thank you so much for being here krista how are you today oh i'm doing great thank you for having me on i'm really excited to talk to you I'm excited for our conversation today. Um, we're going to be talking about obviously organizing because that is your forte. Um, and I think I was really interested in this um, just because I have sparked sparked interest, huh? And organizing mm-hmm. lately with uh, a lot of the Netflix shows and TikTok and everything. So I, I've become a little bit of an organizing queen myself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm a newbie. <laughs> but before we get into that, um, let's just talk a little bit about who you are and where you're from. Yeah, um, like you said, I'm Krista Jones. I live in Alberta, Canada, and I have been running for Rose City Professional Organizing for three years now. I started it as a side hustle in 2019, and then the COVID pandemic uh, put me out of my part-time job. So I went full-time with it as soon as we were allowed to get back to work here in Canada, and it just, it basically like exploded at that point because everybody was stuck in their homes and realized how much they hated them. (laughs) That's true. I guess when you have no choice to be home, you kind of start looking and nitpicking at things, right? Yeah, they couldn't escape. They couldn't go out to uh, to get out and do fun stuff to escape their home or go on vacations to get away from the stress and the overwhelm. So they decided to take care of business. It was uh, it was very very good for us. And um, yeah, I'm very blessed. Nice. So Rose City organizing. Um, now it's not just you, correct? You have a team and everything. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I have been doing it on my own for the first two years. And then um, I was getting really, really busy that that um, summer, like after the pandemic had hit and we, we, I worked all by myself at full time. And then a lady reached out to me and asked uh, how to start her own professional organizing business. And when I explained all the ins and outs of it and and the hard work that it is, she just asked if she could come work for me. (laughs) So, so she joined my team um, in May of 2020. I've been with for a year now, and since then I've added five more professional organizers to the group. And it is, yeah, it's a big team now, and I am CEO. It's crazy now. I'm sending my organizers on jobs without me and leading teams without me, and we're taking care of a lot of clients. It's, It's a lot of fun. I love that. So, like, did your organizing, did that start off like a, as a hobby or was it something that you've always wanted to do? How did you like get into, oh, I'm going to be an organizer. I want to get into it. How did that start? Yeah, I've always been organized my whole life. 
if and a lot of it was you know in my room just making sure everything had its place and it was tidy but then even more than that in school I was organized with my schedule and time management organizing you know groups if we had to do a group science experiment or a group study and I was always the leader and in charge of organizing who did what and when it had to be done and making sure it was on time and so yeah a lot of structure in my life um, just kind of built over, built over into my business life and I was able to implement a lot of those administrative skills and organizational skills into my business life and then when I launched Rosalie Professional Organizing it was a no-brainer because <laughs> I get to do it for a living and get paid now so Nothing better it just than that. was a natural thing that turned into it yep I love that. So, I mean, honestly, if you're good at it and you're, you're starting off as a hobby, why not get paid for it? I feel like the first time that I was introduced to um, organization and decluttering um, was, I mean, because it's been around for some time, but I feel like there's been a huge jump in it um, over the past few years. Um, but the first time I think I could recall was this movie called Blended with Adam Sandler. And um uh, Drew Barrymore, I believe it was, and her yep. friend, they were closet, they called closet queens, and they started an organization business. And I think that was like the first time I really saw it like on TV and stuff like that. Um, besides, you know, the show Hoarders and things like that. But that was like the first time I really think I saw it. And then uh, Netflix picked up... Um, Marie Kondo was the first yes, one. Yes. Um, Sparking Joy. <laughs> And yeah. then now we have getting organized, the home edit, um, mm -hmm. which I'm obsessed with. <laughs> um, so it's just crazy how I feel like over the past couple of years, it, it bloomed like, like it is because it's been around for some time. Um, but I just feel like over the past couple of years, it kind of just took off. Yeah, it's been, you know, at least 20 years that professional organizing has been a paid um, <laughs> business. But when I started it, all I had seen was Marie Kondo. And I was like, oh, that's not really my, my style. I could do some of that, but I'm a bit more, you know, blunt to the point. <laughs> um, but then when I thought, yeah, like the home edit had come out just after I started the business and I went, oh my gosh, these girls are so far ahead of me. Like I could do that. I could have my own TV show. <laughs> so this second season has just been, yeah, skyrocket for our business. I have people reaching out to me through Instagram. Oh, I was just watching the home edit and I searched special organizers and found you. And yeah, <laughs> so it's been really, really good for business. So I, I, I like them too. They're <laughs> fun to watch. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And now I see like they have their own like merch at the stores and everything. Um, and it just like, it seems like it's a huge, it could be a huge, it's a huge industry. It is. Um, and I just feel like, I know you said that you started um, 2019, I think it was, um, as I was reading, and then the pandemic hit. Did the pandemic um, affect your thoughts? Did you kind of like have second thoughts at some point? Um, because at one point, you know, you were not able to see your clients um, and it was a lot of restrictions and things like that. Did you ever at one point kind of think, you know, maybe I, I'm over my head here or maybe this was not the right time and um, have any thoughts like that of, you know, maybe not continuing the business? Yeah, being, you know, one year into the business um, when June, yeah, it, when, when it hit, it was just like, oh crap, now I can't go into people's homes. This is not gonna work. Um, so we pivoted, I pivoted because I was the only one in the company at that time. And it was like, 
okay, virtual organizing. We're going to host virtual decluttering organizing parties, pop on Zoom, let's do this. And so people would pay me, you know, 20 bucks to, to coach them through organizing. And I would just have like a party. <laughs> that is genius. I love that idea. But I only had to do that for two months because um, then I got allowed to go back into home as like a essential service due to moving and mental health services. So it actually was okay um, for me personally, just because of the um, like restriction kind of loopholes that mm -hmm. the government allowed my business to jump through. So I was grateful for that. Um, I've always been very resilient. Whenever uh, something bad happens, I'm like, hey, how can I make lemonade out of these lemons? Because <laughs> I don't know um, about you, but there's been a lot of stuff that's come down the pipe of my life that I wasn't expecting and I had to bounce back from. And so I think it's just kind of, yeah, it has been built into me. And when the, the pandemic hit, I, I pivoted and then just made it work for the couple months there that I was un, unemployed technically. And then when my part-time job like was like, we don't need you to come back. I was like, oh, oh I guess I'm doing this full time and made the best of it. And now it's bigger and better than I could have ever imagined. So in all honesty, the pandemic was the best thing that happened to my business. <laughs> I love that. I feel like you stayed, you know, you had a vision and you kind of, you know, didn't quit and wanted to keep going forward, even though things weren't in the best state of mind and things going on in the world. But I love that you kind of stuck with it and then ended up getting an even bigger reward because once everything was um, settled and the only, I like that you were um, able to do it because it is mental health. And I do want to get into how um, being organized can affect the mental health and stuff like that. But I really, I'm glad that you were able to get through the loophole, um, with, with you being essential and, um, mental health. But, um, I do want to talk a little bit about, like I said, the mental health aspect and organizing and how, mm -hmm. um, organizing can affect the mental health. Yeah. And that's a big reason why I didn't quit the, because the results that I was seeing was with my clients before the pandemic was all a lot of mental and emotional and relational benefits. Um, I mean, I, we all love an organized space, the before and after is great, and the functionality of, a, of an organized home just really draws stress, um, and it looks great. We all know that from the home edit, but it goes a lot deeper than just the stuff because there are a lot of reasons why we've accumulated those items, why we're holding on to them. There's a lot of emotional baggage that comes with, you know, sentimental items and, and items of people that were grieving. Um, and, and even like personally, I just went through my closet and realized I was holding on to items from seven years ago before my divorce, when my children were one and three, and these items are too large for me. And I'm holding on to them just in case I gain the weight back. Because I have this like internal struggle about, oh man, I've been there before. What's stopping me from getting back there again? Um, and I think it's really hard for people to let go of items um, that they have that emotional attachment to, even if it's a negative emotional attachment and a negative memory. It's like, well, this just in case. And so being able to go into our clients' homes and not only help them with the physical stuff, but like listen and make space and, and, and coach them through and, and ask them certain questions that are going to help them reveal things about why they have these items and why they're holding on to them and what's affecting them personally, mentally, emotionally because of the stuff in their space. I mean, there's a huge weight and a burden and a relief that happens. Like it's just lifted 
from people when we allow them to talk about those things and and we're non-judgmental and we're compassionate and we we are you know able to just listen and and understand where they're coming from so it is really 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 healing and people go oh no that's over dramatic and like like come and do my job with me for a day and you will see the amazing life transforming benefits of this physical act of letting go of something that is actually mentally and emotionally burdening you it's a it's a big can of worms okay we can talk about it for a long time no i I love it and i i like that we're touching on it because i like that you said that it's deeper than the surface and you know people may see it as clutter or the hoarding and uh, things of such, but typically there's always a reason deep down why that person is in the state that they are, or their house is in the state that they are. Um, me personally, I grew up, um, my, hopefully my family doesn't get too upset, but I grew up in um, both sides of my family where they were kind of hoarders. Um, but my mom, she was very, um, not a hoarder, but she kept a lot of things that were unnecessary, um, but just of, out of fear of losing things. So she had to, she, she always kept multiple of one thing just because we never know when this one's going to break or something like that. Um, and I always, when I was younger, I always kind of like, I didn't understand it, but as I got older, I'm like, I can understand where she's coming from because at one point she didn't have anything. And now she doesn't want to go through that again and, and be that person again and not have anything. So it definitely is a lot deeper than just the surface. Yeah, it's so true when we come across that often people often feel like they're the only ones struggling with it or they're like I'm crazy why why can't I let go of this why is this so hard for me and mm-hmm. to have us come and be like oh this is actually pretty normal we deal with this on a regular basis they're like oh okay and then they can have some compassion and some grace for themselves mm-hmm. and it's pretty amazing once you realize like I'm not the only person that's struggling with this and you don't feel so alone it actually gives you some courage and strength and and empowers you to, to make some changes, but we do have to come in and like help people realize that and give them some compassion so they can, you know, yeah, work through those things. I feel like in a sense, it's not just organizing, it's kind of therapy. <laughs> in a sense. Yeah, um, I, it's like, it's not overreacting when I say to people like, I'm the cheapest therapist you'll ever hire. <laughs> Absolutely. It's true. Yeah, that has to feel good for you, though, to mm-hmm. be able to come into these people's homes and not just change their lives like physically and male also change their mentality and um, their mindset. Yeah, it, it is really what keeps me going. Like, it is hard physical work. It's mentally exhausting. You have to make a lot of decisions for the client. And I mean, you are spending a lot of time and energy making all these like decisions and shopping and, and moving things around and where things are going to go and using the right thing with people and, and their their mental and emotional issues too so we take on a lot as professional organizers and we need our own therapists because we need to be able to share about that kind of stuff but it is really important to recognize that when you are helping people and you're making a difference it like fills your soul it's what we as humans are designed to do. It's help others and, and, and impact people in our world in a positive way. And it just really does light me up. And, and that's why I do this. It's 
the coaching aspect of it and the life-changing aspect of it is, is what really gets me going. The spaces and the organizing is fun, but it's the mental and emotional healing that I see my clients go through that is really rewarding. And the relational benefits it has on their family, you know, their partnerships and their, their, their kids. And it's just, ah, it's indescribable how amazing it feels to be a part of it. I'm sure, like, I'm sure you, um, you know, opposite couples maybe there's one couple one of the couple that's like really organized and the other one's not and I feel like you probably come in and kind of you're like the the middleman and kind of help them um find a happy medium yeah you gotta figure it out I think you could come and be a professional organizer <laughs> you're nailing it like we definitely are a buffer for you know a partner and a partner to be saying something to me while the other partner is standing there hearing it <laughs> Okay, yeah, you feel that way? I understand. Oh, that has been happening for a while. And then they can talk to me while they're also talking to each other. And it just creates this buffer zone. And so it happens a lot and it is really, really important. Um, it's very beneficial and we see great results from it. And then removing a lot of those struggles and, and obstacles that the family and the couple has been dealing with for a long time. It is, yeah, it, it's a good feeling. <laughs> I love that. I really do feel like it's it, you're definitely killing two birds at one stone. We're organizing and we're getting therapy. <laughs> At the same love time. it so much. Do you think any in any way? Because I know you said that it's it is very demanding for you, and you know it does take a toll on you. Is it ever? Do you ever feel like I just organized all day at someone's house and then? You feel like I got to clean, you got to organize your own home. How do you find that like balance of your own life and organizing other people's homes and then having your home to organize as well? Or are you so into it that it's like second nature, you don't care? <laughs> we get asked all the time by our clients, I bet your home is really, really organized and you have everything in order and it's nice and tidy. And we just kind of look at each other and giggle, right? Because we're human and all of my team members are parents. Some of us are single moms, myself included, and we're doing this alone. And so we understand the struggle and we are living it too. And no, we are not perfect. <laughs> so we are constantly improving our homes, improving our systems. And I mean, I've had my assistant come in and help me do my house because I get to a point where I'm like, I need someone who doesn't live here to come in and give me a different perspective and see if there's a better way of doing this, right? And so I always tell my clients that the most important thing is that you're gracious with yourself because I have had to learn to be gracious with myself. I'm a very high achiever and I have very high expectations. And so I kind of beat myself up when things aren't perfect. Okay. Um, so yes, when I come home from working in a client's home and I go look at my house, I'm like, whoa a bomb blew up in here while the babysitter was watching the kids like what am I going to do about this and sometimes I just say forget it we're just going to sit down and watch a movie and spend time together I'll deal with this on Friday night <laughs> like, <laughs> so it is you know I have my home organizing systems in place I know where everything belongs the kids know where everything belongs but do I have to do regular maintenance and decluttering toys and clothes and sometimes the kitchen yeah, heck yeah, all the time. And do I have a drop zone in my kitchen island where it's like crap gets piled up sometimes and I'm just like, okay, you're dealing with this. In a box it goes, sort, sort, sort. But yeah, I understand the struggles. I deal with it too. And that's what, you know, keeps us down to earth and <laughs> relating to our clients. So we're not judgmental. 
I love that. I love the non-judgmental because I feel like that has to be very hard for people. Um, like I said, a lot of the time it's like a mental thing with them. Um, so being able to open up and share, you know, something that's probably very embarrassing maybe to them, um, to someone and have someone come in and organize their home has to be a lot on them. It is a lot. Asking for help, I feel it's the hardest part. Um, I hear it all the time in my home assessments, virtually with clients as they're showing me around, you know, in, in their spaces. Oh God, I don't really want to show you this. I'm embarrassed. Or I didn't get a chance to clean up before I'm showing you this. This is it, like a bomb exploded. Or is this the worst you've ever seen? This is probably the worst you've ever seen. So those things come out of our client's mouth all the time. Um, and I am able to say to them, you're not the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> and you're doing great. You don't need to clean up. That's why you're bringing me in you yeah. know, and you're very, you know, you're very busy. You've got a lot going on in life and this just isn't a priority. And also after doing all these other things that are higher priority, you don't have the energy to do it by yourself. It's very overwhelming. So there are, you know, the consistencies that come through with people asking us for help and showing us around right off the start. But once they've done it, they all of a sudden feel like, oh, okay, I am not in this alone. And, and once they book and pay for the dates and they know we're coming, they actually can get some work done before we even show up because they're more motivated and encouraged and excited knowing they're not doing it on their own. And, and it's really fun to see that too. Um, but yeah, people, the words like embarrassed, shame, uh, I'm nervous to show you this, you know, it, it comes out all the time. Yeah. I'm I'm sure that's a little difficult, but I love, I'm sure at the end, after the experience, they're glad that they reached out and now they have an organized home <laughs> or office or wherever else. Yeah. Um, I, I also wanted to know as far as your clients go, do you notice like a particular type of clients or do you have all different types of clients um, out there? <clears throat> Yeah, we um, work very often with families that are busy, normally single parents or okay. both couples who are working full time. Mm. And so they do not have the time nor the energy to come home at the end of the day or spend their weekend doing this alone or just together. It's just like you're pushing my buttons. I don't want to do this with you. Um, and so we work with a lot of families. That's our, our main our main. Um, clientele and they are all different it's so unique right but one thing that we do find is the common thread that they're overwhelmed with it just even just the thought of it looking around and going like where do I even start that is the common thread and so we come in and just say we're starting here we're working for this long and this is getting done and they're just wow that was amazing all I needed to do is decide what stays and what goes and you did everything else <laughs> I love that yeah I'm with families you know there's a lot of people sometimes in the household and working jobs and you know some people staying home moms and having all day you don't want to you may want to take some time for yourself so it's just like it, it becomes very overwhelming so I can see how family dynamics can be her biggest clients um yeah. you notice maybe like a time of the year that maybe it's more popular than organizing I feel like personally with me in the winter I just don't have the motivation to do anything you kind of just, yeah you know so is there like a time of the year do you think that your clients reach out a little bit more and you're doing a little bit more organizing yeah you're right about the winter hibernation state I think that's 
natural human behavior. You're actually wired that way that after Christmas, you know, January, February, March, it is a hibernation state for a lot of people. And that's good. We need to de decompress. We need to rest. We need to just focus on, you know, mental care, especially when you live in a, a country where it's dark a lot of the year in the winter. It's like you just, some people get depressed. Like I know I get seasonal effects right so I think in the spring once it hits those sunnier longer days it's, the snow is melted or it's just getting warmer and people are like feeling more energetic those do pick up so we do see once school ends in June we see a big uptick um May is really slow because people are busy with end of school activities and you know all those events and stuff but June July August and then from there on it's usually pretty busy uh, right up until December people get distracted by Christmas but yeah, Jennifer Rimmerich is pretty slow. I mean, I did have clients in the those three months, but I didn't have enough work for my team. Unfortunately, my my team was was not um not needed as, as much those months. So yeah, we we make hay when the sun shines in the summer, <laughs> <laughs> and lots of garages. We do tons of garages in the summer Ooh, here. Yeah, I can definitely in Alberta. See yeah. <laughs> I can definitely see everyone when the the weather gets nicer, they want their garages all set up. And um, so I could see that. <laughs> yeah. Do you have um, like, as far as uh, going back to the home edit, um, for an example, or Marie, uh, you know, they have systems. Do you have a system that you use? Um, with, if you want to talk a little about your system. Yeah, for sure. So we do what we call the sort method. So S is for off, uh, save, O is for offload, R is for relocate, and T is for trash or recycle. <laughs> so that basically just means we come into a space, say we're doing a closet, we pull everything out, then we're going to make sure we sort according to the category so that we can see how many of each item we have in each category. That makes it a lot easier to decide which of these items can we offload because we don't need them, we don't use them, we don't want them, or they're just like not in good shape anymore. And we offload them by either donating or selling, you know, or giving them away to somebody we know that will use them. And then if it's a relocate item that doesn't belong in that space, we will make sure it goes where it belongs in the home. Um, and then if it's trash or recycle, well, that explains itself. So uh, it's pretty simple, um, but if, if you're dealing with a, a space that is just full of a lot of things, very overwhelming so it's good to have that process and set aside enough time knowing that once you pull it out you've made a big mess it always looks worse before it gets better and you need to give yourself enough time to get through it so that you're not like ah, I'm in the middle of it now I need to go pick up the kids from school and I'm just gonna leave it sitting in the hallway like this my husband's kill me <laughs> so yeah just to be aware of the time constraints that you have and recognize that you're one person. Like if that's a space where you do need some help, call a friend, ask your partner to help, or if it's your child's space, maybe you can work with them and teach them some skills and get it done with them so they have some ownership over it. But that's our process in a nutshell. I love it. Um, so it's so, uh, sort, was it? Sort, yeah. Sort Save, offload, relocate, and trash. And then whatever you're saving obviously needs to be organized in a way that's going to function for your family, it's going to be easy for you to find things, know where they have to be put away. Um, it's just, it has to work for you. So that's why sometimes like the Pinterest pretty look or the Instagram worthy photo is just not functional for you as your family. And so don't have to strive for that. What's perfect for your family is, is 
is not necessarily going to be Pinterest perfect and that's totally okay. I love that you said that because not every shoe will fit everyone. Um, so I like that you said that. <laughs> yeah. And not everybody wants to organize something color coded like a home edit and that's totally okay. It looks beautiful. Um, and there are certain things and, and categories that we like to do that with as well, but a lot of the categories don't really work well as a uh, color categorized. <laughs> just going to say. Honestly, like some of the stuff I, I, I'm like, I don't know if I'd go that far, but um, I know I was watching, um, this was like years ago, Keeping Up the Kardashians. She's uh, Chloe Kardashian. She's really into organization as well. And she organized her Oreo cookies. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Literally organized her cookies. And I'm like, oh I don't know God. if I'd go that far. <laughs> yeah, I know. Clea's family, kids are in the pantry going, we're out of bread snacks. We need more bread snacks. So I'm just like, okay. <laughs> works for what works for you whatever floats your boat exactly so I mean I love guess it, it does depend it. on what what exactly the type of what you're looking for um mm-hmm. but I know we talked a little bit about the mental health aspect of it but I wanted to uh if you could break down what are some benefits of um decluttering and organization yeah so there are a lot of benefits um one of the biggest ones is just increased mental clarity and ability to focus so you don't have all that distraction and and stimulation and overwhelm Um, that's very important for children i just want to highlight that Um, and then another another one is the ability to find things and it saves you time it saves you energy and it reduces stress when you know exactly where something is you don't have to spend time rushing around looking for it especially when you're heading out the door last minute with your kids you're like where's that thing oh no where's that i don't know where to put it and it also saves you money because when you lose something and can't find it, what do you need to do? Go out and buy another one, right? And how oftentimes do we go out and buy something we already know we own and then we come home and like, we find it. So now we have two of them or maybe five of them, you know? Um, so it saves you time, energy, money. It reduces stress of obviously and overwhelm um, when you have things categorized, organized and functional for your family. I love like the benefit of organizing your pantry because it reduces the stress of grocery shopping, meal planning, meal preparation, saves you a lot of time and money. So if you're going to do anything, do the pantry first because it has a lot of really great benefits (laughs) for that. Um, It also improves your confidence and your self-awareness too of like, oh, I'm keeping this because I am afraid I'm going to gain all this weight back wait a minute, I'm working out every day. I'm taking care of myself. I'm going to just claim this and take total commitment to this new lifestyle and this new body. And I'm going to get rid of this stuff and commit to my new, my new self. I mean, that gives you so much empowerment. I know it has for me this weekend since I got rid of all of those old clothes, but it improves confidence. It improves your self-awareness. It gives you a, a feeling of like, I'm empowered. I'm organized. I've got control of my life. I feel great. And that's going to just improve other areas of your life, like your work life and your relationship and your friendship and just making healthier choices, better choices for yourself. Um, so there's just, a, it's like a push it downhill and it's just going to gain speed <laughs> because it, it just, it, it really does help in so many aspects of your life. Um, those are the things I think of right now. No, those are great. And I love I love all the things that you said. Um, me personally too, 
I have started like organization um, with a lot of clear containers and visually seeing what you have and how much you have left that also helps with time knowing and knowing when you have to go to the store when something's running out instead of looking in a in a box or looking in a bag to see how many um like me and my dish pods seeing i have three left i need to go to the store now like things of things like that um i think are great too it's so frustrating when you grab an empty box and you're like oh there's nothing left in here i need that (laughs) Great. Um, yes. So it's, it's, it's knowing where you are with something for me that helps out a lot. So you, you know when you're running out and because it's definitely not a good feeling when you think that you have something and then you go and there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah, it does feel good to feel in control, right? Oh. Absolutely. Um, one of the other things I want to talk about is what are what are some trick tips or tricks that you may have um, for someone that is looking to maybe start organization but kind of is maybe overwhelmed or a single mom who doesn't really have all the time where can they start I know you said the pantry is a great place to start it um, is a great place to start but if you're overwhelmed and you have are short on time I would recommend just like a small drawer okay. so if you like have an office drawer I know I've had that clients send me pictures of their before and after of their office drawer and like I just did this today how awesome is this I'm like yeah girl you go because (laughs) that's true if you you start in one space that's small and you can just go through one item at a time and say I don't use that anymore that's broken or oh I have too many of these and just donate some of it or offload some of it um then you can organize it really nice with a couple drawer dividers and you take a look at it and you're like wow damn I'm awesome like I gotta do the next (laughs) space right so you get some confidence and empowerment in that too and then just work on another space but you really only need a short period of time to do that and it is really 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 like motivating so that would be my tip is to start small and kind of look at it from a professional organizer's perspective at first and go okay let's assess this let's plan it out how I want it to look and then let's sort. S O R T. And then yes, you know. S O R T. I love that. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm taking notes myself. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to see. You just have to send me some before and afters of a space you do. <laughs> I will so do it, and I I will let you know that you've inspired me. Um, Good. So I was doing some research um, prior to the our interview, and I wanted to also. Um, separate the definition of maybe like a collection like someone that's collecting something versus like a hoarder or hoarding something can you step uh, give us like the different like differences between the two (laughs) yeah for sure so with a collection basically what's happening in the mind of the person collecting an item is that this is like for the collection. Mm-hmm. I am collecting to collect. And so my intention is that whether because I have positive associations with that item or because it has that value, right? Or because it's just really fun to look at and it gives me joy to have it on my wall or whatever. So you're collecting in order to collect. That's its intention, that's its purpose. Um, and then a hoarding situation, someone who hoards, it is like an attachment, mm-hmm. an attachment to that specific thing and an intention that 
I may use it one day. It has some value to me. I don't want to lose it. I want to make sure that I have it if I need it. I'm going to give it to my children when I die. Like this is, you know, something that I cannot get rid of. If I lost it, this would be very devastating. And so you can feel the difference when I'm describing those two things, how those, those descriptions make you feel, right? And so in the one hand, there's like an excitement and a joy and a passion. And then the other hand, there's an anxiety and a fear and then like a, like a, almost like a tense feeling that you get, right? And so there was a really, it was a really great example that, that, that happened to, to me personally at a conference at an event where we were talking about people that word. And it was a woman that came over and said, hey, can I see your phone? Um, okay. And so she took my phone and she was like, oh, oh yeah. I was like, no. And so she just opened it up. And she's like, oh, can I look at your photos? And I'm like, what? No, you can't look at my photos. And then she's like, I'm just going to go in here and I'm just going to look around. And then she's like, oh, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. And she wasn't actually doing it. She was just saying that she was doing it. But I was like having a freaking panic attack, right? Like I started my heart racing. I'm like holding my breath. I was like really nervous. And, she, and she's like, oh, she's like, you look, you look a little upset. What's the matter? And I'm like, well, I don't want you in there. I don't want you touching my stuff. I, want, I don't want you to see what I have. I don't want you to see things. I don't want you to delete something by accident. I don't want you to drop my phone and break it. You're feeling really anxious. And she's like, that's what it feels like when you walk into a person's home and you start messing with their board. Right? So it's just to recognize how someone would feel that they, everything in their home has a very special like reason that they're keeping it or a very intense reason and then you you expect to be able to just go in and be like oh do you need this you don't need this right like oh you know and so i think it's really important to recognize that there are so many reasons why somebody would keep something but when there is an intensity about losing it and an intensity about like my life could be very devastated if that paperclip leaves this house. I mean, that, that's the level that we're at with, with some people. Right. And so, yeah, the, the definition is, it, it is basically like collection is it sparks joy. Right. And it brings like excitement. Mm -hmm. And then a hoarding situation is where it really does bring them anxiety and like fear about losing that. And so it's just, I don't really know. Yeah, that's, that's how I describe it. Um, I guess I could find a more scientific reason, like more scientific one. Sorry. No, that was, I thought that was a perfect way to explain it. And the analogy of the phone thing and, and someone being in your phone, I, I think I would have a heart attack as well. So I, I can understand like that's how some people feel when you're in their space and you're, um, you know, taking things that they are attached to, like you said. Um, so I think that was a good definition. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I have watched a few uh, episodes of Hoarders um, mm -hmm. on Amy, and it is a very emotional thing. Like I said, a lot of the times um, these these people are holding on to things that mean something to them for some reason, or um, just not having the motivation to, you know. Um, 
clean uh, up the clutter or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. um, so are there any small steps that you think someone could take or advice um, to kind of help with organization and decluttering their home or office? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think always to remember that um, organization is like the 10% of the process. Mm. Deciding what stays and what goes is the big, the big part of the process, right? And so being prepared to look at your items, assess them and decide, do I need this? Do I want this? Do I even use this? Mm. And is this serving me or is this causing like chaos or stress or overwhelm or frustration in my life? Is this positive for me or is it negative for me to hold on to this? And so once you have those questions kind of listed out and you're assessing your space, assessing your items, according to those questions, it makes it a little easier to become like not like non-objective about something. It's like, okay, these are the questions. I'm going to go through my clothes. I have to follow these things. Does it fit? Does it look good on me? Does it feel comfortable? Do I even like it anymore? <laughs> have I ever worn it? Will I ever wear it? Right? So, and making sure you have those questions listed out so you can refer to them each time you're dealing with an item can really, really help. Um, and yeah, just again, being gracious with yourself because it's not going to get done in a day, right? Unless you have a team of professional organizers come in for six, seven, eight days to do your whole house, like it's going to take you months. Like you're, you're doing stuff in between your life and your kids and your job and your self-care and your energy levels, you know? So there's, there's a lot of factors. So just take it, take it one step at a time follow the sort process, but um, yeah, having those questions listed out that you want to ask about those specific things can really, really help when you're making those judgments about an item. Got it. I know, like, you said earlier that you have um, jeans that you, we, I feel like we either have skinny jeans that we're going to fit into, or we have the fat jeans just in case, you know, we get back. It's, yeah. it's always in the back of the closet or something. And it's just like, why are we doing this? Um, why am I holding on to it's, it's sometimes I'm, I'm me I have a junk I have two junk drawers we literally call them junk drawers and just like little things like that I'm just like mm -hmm. why are we like this as humans mm -hmm. so um but yeah I think taking the time and realizing what things don't serve a purpose or what things don't spark joy um mm -hmm. and what things you know you you can you can kind of get rid of and decide that it no longer suits its perfect purpose and also i think um getting rid of certain energy that items may hold and um even you know like you said sometimes it could be something that has a, a bad memory or just a but sometimes letting go is mm -hmm. is always a, a good thing so i think mm -hmm. it's a part of the process and mentality so you really have to find those items that you you can decide to let go of um Another thing I wanted to talk about is I'm really into the, like I said, the organizing, but it can, I think people get overwhelmed with it as well. Um, I love, don't get me wrong. I love the home edit and organization, but you can also find in there, they have a whole line of products that you can have and it can get expensive, but mm -hmm. you can also find great organization things at the Dollar Tree. Yeah. Um, me personally, I love going there and finding little things there. And I feel like they're coming out with more and more things. Um, mm -hmm. So the don't Dollar Tree is a great place to start. 
I agree. And it's really good to measure your spaces, um, declutter first, and then know what you're going to be putting in that space, even if it's just a drawer, and then measure it out. Make sure you're getting, you know, kind of a layout figured out of how you want it to, to, to look and then going to the store and buying those items. Because a lot of times what you buy at Dollar Tree, um, you can't return. So you want to make sure that you're getting the items that, you know, are going to fit and are going to work right. Whereas going to Walmart or, you know, one of those other stores, you, if you bring it home and it doesn't fit, it doesn't work well, within 30 days you can return it. So just keep that in mind, too, that sometimes investing a little bit more money into something that is returnable, um, you know, <laughs> can be beneficial. But I agree with you about Dollarama or Dollar Tree. We do use a lot of those products, too. And it is it is you know affordable at that point but if you declutter and you get rid of items you may find that you don't need to buy storage for them that's very <laughs> true we'll start with decluttering first and yes. then the organization always um, <laughs> do you have any maybe like hacks that you know of um with decluttering or organization any type of um, Hacks, I guess, baby. I don't know. There's lots of fun hacks on Instagram and YouTube. You can find fun things where you could do it for really affordable. Um, I, I think my biggest hack is like turning the name and and my and renaming the junk drawer into the utility drawer. <laughs> so only what's in the drawer is utilizable. And so you'll go through it and go, okay, is this a utility item? Am I going to utilize? Perfect. So then you'll make sure that everything in that drawer is utilized. <laughs> and now it's a utility drawer. Um, and shifting your mind into that um, a lot of times can help and making sure that you have the, divided up that space into this belongs, the tape belongs here. And it seems a little silly to go dollar and buy, and buy a little $1 square <laughs> divider to put it in there and say, this is where the tape lives. And then this is where the pens live, you know, and sometimes people need to label those and put a little label on there. Um, and that's totally great because it's creating a boundary so you don't buy too much. It's creating a designated space for that certain item. And that's why labels are so important, right? Because your brain goes, okay, I'm putting this here. It doesn't belong here. Let's just, you know, kind of hold you accountable. Um, and then making sure that, yeah, you just have created an environment for your items to live and along with their friends. I don't know. We, we have all these kind of fun things, especially for kids, but it works on that help too. No, <laughs> with I, their friends. Where do they live? <laughs> no, I absolutely love that. Um, well, do you have any last maybe advice um, or anything to someone, like I said, that may be trying to declutter their life um, and kind of get it a little organized. Yes. So I have come across a lot of clients with organizing books and they've take, taken organizing courses or they've done like a self-led like challenge. Okay. And those are all great. You're building up your declutter muscle. You're learning the steps of how to organize. But implementation and action, right, mm -hmm. is where we, we struggle because it's easy to collect information and to, to learn the process, but actually doing something is, is really challenging because you have to set aside time. You have to know what you're going to do. You have to plan it all out. You have to, you know, take yes. energy to do it. And then following through and completing it in the midst of feeling really emotional about certain items and feeling really overwhelmed because the process is creating a bigger mess. So I, I recommend 
in this case, if you've done read the books and done the courses and tried it and it's just becoming a worse mess and you've had to just shove it all back in the closet and run away, <laughs> ask for help. <laughs> At that point, it's really important to reach out. You tried it. Don't feel bad. Don't, don't beat yourself up that you can't do it alone or you haven't been able to complete all of what you wanted by yourself. Reach out and ask for help, whether it's from a friend, you know, or somebody who just really likes to organize and has fun doing it and they're going to, you know, come and help you or a paid professional that you can, you know, pay to come in and help you and, and take care of all of the process except the decisions, right, of what stays and what goes because you will really reduce a lot of that stress and overwhelm and be able to finally get that finished and feel like proud of yourself. I did it. And having help and doing something with someone else does not mean you failed. You yeah. got it done, right? And like I said, asking for help is really the hardest part um of this because we have to humble ourselves and admit like for whatever reason this isn't working for me i can't do this or i'm not able to or i don't want to can you come and do this with me or for me and i mean that is awesome in itself you should feel empowered and and proud of yourself for asking for help because it is really really a hard thing to do Absolutely. Well, I have learned a lot. Like I said, I'm taking notes. I took some notes today and um, some in the, the head. Um, and I know we're based in the US, but we do have some listeners from Canada. So there may be some from your area that are listening. And maybe if they're not from your area, maybe they can follow you and see your work and get some tips and tricks. Where can our listeners find you? Awesome. Yeah, that would be great. I would love to connect with everybody on social. I'm on Instagram and you can find us. Our handle is at Rose City Organizing. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at that same name. And we do have a website, obviously. It's rosecityprofessionalorganizing.com. So you can connect with us there and we do offer virtual services. So you're not in our service area. We can help you organize virtually. We have DIY customized plan options. And yeah, we um, send out email newsletters and we provide tips and tricks and we share before and afters, which everyone loves. So I do have a private Facebook community. If somebody wants to hop in there, it is the uncluttered confident woman, simplify your home and transform your life. So if you search that on um, Facebook, um, we'll be there and you can join for free and get access to me and tips and tricks when we do spring declutter and organize challenges and virtual organizing parties. You don't have to be in my service area to have access to me and, and get my help. I'd love to connect with you. Oh, I love that. I love that you offer virtual and then also having the Facebook group. So if you're listening now and you this episode is sparking some joy for you and you want to <laughs> um, get on your decluttering journey or your organization journey and just follow for tips and tricks, make sure you follow Krista. I love all the advice that you have um, and your knowledge. And like she said, if you join the group, you'll you'll find some tips and tricks. And um, again, I just want to thank you so much for taking your time and coming on the show um, and talking about this. Me personally, I really enjoyed this. And I would love to have you back anytime that you would like. <laughs> um, but thank you again so much for joining us today. Thank you. That was so much fun. I really appreciate you having me on. No problem. Like I said, come back anytime. And I just want to thank you guys so much for listening and cheers. Bye. Bye.